Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Warren Walker III, and thank you so much for being a part of Next Level Leader Podcast. This is the podcast where we attempt to pour into the lives of God's people, leadership strategies that we believe will help prepare you as a leader to evolve into the person to whom God has called you to become. Leadership is tough stuff. We want to help you get the right tools. And we believe there's a leader growing inside of you every day. Let me tell you something. Thank you so much for helping us to reach hundreds of thousands to whom we reach every single week. And we want you to help us to reach a million. Can you do that? Simply by sharing this podcast with others, whatever platform you're listening, make certain that you share it with someone else. It would mean everything to us if you did that. I really would appreciate that. And thank you in advance for your unwavering support. Let me tell you, really, really excited about this particular podcast. And of course, (laughs) I want you to know this is so important because it has a lot to do with the success of a leader refusing to play the comparison game. How many people do you know get caught up playing the comparison game, living vicariously through other people, not really understanding the uniqueness of who they are? And as a leader, there's some things you've got to lock in on if you're going to be successful. I remember watching a swim meet for the Olympics. They had a picture of Michael Phelps, and he was just looking straight ahead. And the guy who came in second had his eye on Michael Phelps versus his eye on the finish line. And ultimately, it cost him the race. The fact is, if you're spending more time watching the competition, watching others, comparing yourself to them, gazing down their social media platforms, scrolling up and down all day and not focused on your finish line, you always will end up second. I want you to know what it takes to win, come out on top. That's why I'm going to share these principles with you today because I believe that they are portable wherever you find yourself in life. The first is this, stay in your lane. (laughs) Now that sounds simple, right? What is your lane, the purpose, the assignment that you have upon your life? Learn the power of staying in your lane where God has you. There's a particular assignment. We've been talking about this, right? We talked about it last week on ideation, that the big idea, where it comes from. Think about this for a moment. If you understand what you are called to do, if you find your sweet spot and you get comfortable right there, that's where you will have the greatest success. Let me give you an example. When I was first called to pastor the Mount Zion Church in Nashville, Tennessee, one of the things I did was I understood specifically where my assignment would be. Initially, it was a ministry to college students. That was a problem in the earth, and I was called to solve it in terms of Nashville, all the colleges, but no one was really reaching out to that level of college student on that magnitude. So I began focusing in that area. I wasn't focused on other stuff. I was focused on that, evangelizing that demographic. 
And as a consequence, by staying in my lane, out of everybody else's, but you're staying in mine, doing what I was doing, I was able to build momentum, to build a consortium, and ultimately mobilize people toward the kingdom of God. Now, had I been taking on other people's assignment, trying to be all over the place, I would have missed out on the very important thing that God assigned me to do. Think about the thing that God has called you to do and be okay with that. Stop competing and comparing yourself to other people. You're taking on assignments that are not your own. It is so important. I remember hearing a story once of a man who was so adamant about climbing a ladder. He climbed the ladder and climbed the ladder and he got to the top of the building and bragged and bragged and said, Ooh, look at what I've done. He looked to his right. and He saw a gentleman in another building standing over there with his hands like shrugging. Like, what did you do? He says, I made it to the top. He says, yeah, but the ladder was leaning on the wrong building. <sighs> Don't work that hard with a ladder leaning on the wrong building. I think you got that, right? Here's the second thing. You have to work through your insecurities. You got to be clear. All of us approach life with a certain amount of insecurities. It comes with the territory. I get it. We all are insecure about, you know, our ability sometimes. We all are insecure about being affirmed by other people and et cetera. And we have those insecurities. And, you know, it's human to have insecurities, but you've got to work through those because your insecurities oftentimes can lead you down emotional potholes that can cause you to trip up. Uh, getting outside of your assignment and taking on more than you should take on trying to do things that are not assigned for you to do. So you really have to work through your insecurities because you will find yourself competing with something that you never can catch up with. I remember a very dear friend of mine, if I mentioned his name, everybody would know who he was, but he said to a group of pastors one day, he said, many of you are trying to compete with me and you're trying to catch up, but I've got years ahead of you. I've got, you know, volumes of work ahead of you. Enjoy the distance. Like, get to a place where you enjoy the distance. You know, stop trying to let your insecurities rise up and you feel like, oh, boy, if I could just do this or be like that, it'll give me affirmation. Work through those insecurities. Stay in your lane. Work through your insecurities. But here's a good one. Embrace your uniqueness. Because once you work through the insecurities, the third thing you're able to do is really embrace who you really are. Do you realize who you are? And the scripture speaks of that, right? You're fearfully, wonderfully made that my soul knows, right? You're the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. You're all these extraordinary things, gifts are placed inside of you. Uniqueness. Nobody else has your fingerprint. Nobody else has your DNA. Look at you. You are fearfully made and wonderfully made for something amazing. And you've got to be willing to embrace that uniqueness. You've got to embrace who you are. You got to walk in that and be okay saying, you know, this is who I am uniquely. I'm finding contentment in who I am. The Bible says that godliness with great contentment is of great gain. And I believe with all of my heart, if you learn the power of your own uniqueness, the gifts that are inside of you, all the graces that are upon your life, whatever you're trying to do in business and work, make sure you say, you know what? I've been called to do this. There are people who invite me to speak, and I had to learn this early on, that when you're inviting me, you're inviting me. So I'm not going to morph into something that I'm not. You invited me because you knew the kind of speaker I was. You were attracted to what my presentation style was, my content style was. And so as a consequence, why would I augment who I am 
and morph into something that you did not request. This is what we have to do. Be okay being you. If that's your real estate style of selling real estate, if that's your way of doing construction, if that's your way of doing marketing, if that's your way of teaching, if that's your be who you have been called to be. And that's where the real success will come. Here's the fourth thing. Believe in your assignment. You have got to believe passionately. Like you've got to really put your weight on this, that my assignment matters in the earth. What I am called to do carries weight. Often we are literally playing the comparison game because we think the grass is greener on the other side. Oh, if I had that, if I was able to do that or do that, but your assignment matters and you've got to be willing now to say, based on where I am now in my life, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to fulfill the assignment that I'm placed in the earth to do. Think about that just for a moment, whether you are a physician, a lawyer, teacher, business person, whatever you're doing, believe in that. Believe that, the, that there is a call. See, what I believe is that the assignment kind of morphs like this. This is how it evolves, that the vocation gives you platform for the assignment. Let me break that down. So you're not just an educator, a teacher in the classroom. You help shape culture. So it's a platform to influence culture. You get it? I'm not just a pastor. I'm an influencer of culture. So when I'm able to realize the significant magnitude of my assignment, I embrace it and I'm okay with it. And I embrace everything that comes with it. You got that? That's what I want you to learn to do. Embrace every single thing that comes with your assignment. It's a wonderful thing when you do that. You would be amazed at how many people are waiting on what you have to offer. Here's the next thing. Constantly check your motive. You have got to do a self-check. You cannot allow yourself to lose sight of the why. You know, in the Ideation to Manifestation podcast, we talked about that in the earlier stages of that podcast about understanding your why, making sure your heart was right. This is what this is. It's about you constantly saying, I want my motive to be correct. You can look at other people and say, oh boy, they're making so much more money than me. And so therefore, you now you shift your motive to the great assignment of helping people and now you're money motivated. So now your motive is wrong. So when your motive gets wrong, you start making concessions and your integrity begins to wane and you start contemplating doing things that are inconsistent with your character. So you've got to make sure now more than ever, to say, you know what? I want to check my motive. Why am I doing this? What's my big why? Why am I doing it? I started out with a pure heart. I want to bless people. I want to do this. But if I found myself getting so into me and thinking about how I could make a name for myself and be popular and do that, I have to check that at the door. And it can be sobering, but you have to constantly check it because every level you go to, you have to be mindful that you don't allow hubris. And that word means pride. You don't let pride sneak in because pride can sneak in. And you have seen, and I have seen, people change with elevation. Some people cannot handle elevation because the higher you go up, the more arrogant you become, distant you become, ungrateful you become. I just believe that if you do a motive check consistently, keep my heart pure, keep my motive pure, 
then that allows you to persevere through whatever persecution, attack you might be experiencing because you know your why. You know your why. What keeps me going amidst all the criticism, all the naysayers, it's my why. It's touching people's lives. Nothing can ever be greater in terms of an attack than the assignment. Don't let the attack be greater than the assignment. You're touching lives. You're doing something. You're making a difference. So when you're under attack and you're experiencing all that stuff, just keep reminding yourself, I'm doing this because I'm making a difference. My assignment matters. I'm I'm valuable in the kingdom and somebody needs me to show up and not resign. Somebody needs me to consistently be present. You got to constantly check that motive, man. But you also, this is important. I tell people this all the time, value patience. (laughs) See, a part of the comparison game is that you want it so fast. You have the prodigal son syndrome where you want it right now. You just got to have it. But success doesn't come by the elevator. It comes by the stairs. I've said that on numerous occasions. You got to be patient and work the process. And know that God's plan for your life is going to come to fruition. Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the thoughts I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a future and a hope. Knowing that then allows us to make certain we value patience, the ability to put our trust in God's timing to say, it may not be time for me to have that yet or to be at that level yet or for that door to open. That's why I've learned to celebrate people where they are and rather than have a comparison of why I'm not there and why is it happening for them. Everything happens in its own season, in its own timing. That's how God works. So I want you to really understand that and stand in that and believe God for that because this is how it works. Value patience. It is so important. <laughs> You can't hurry the process. The final thing I want you to hear today (laughs) is I want you to reset expectations. Reset expectations of others around you. You got to get to a place, and I talk about this in my book, Leadership and Loneliness. How you lead is important, but resetting expectations where people are not comparing you to other spaces. Why aren't we doing that? Why aren't we doing that? People don't have any contextual understanding of specific things. I'll tell you something humorous. It was uh, many years ago. I remember someone saying, you know, I don't go to that church. I go to this church because I know where my money going. I'm thinking you don't even understand that the money that you're giving in that particular ministry, uh, they're, they're building buildings. This was a, you know, primarily Caucasian ministry that they were going to and they were bragging about. And I was like, you know, that church gets endowments and people die and leave trust. And you thinking that you know where your money's going. They're doing that because it's a different ball game. You're not dealing with people who on fixed incomes or people who are just struggling to get by and they're still tithing and trusting God. So you can't compare the two. But sometimes what happens is that we, we have to reset our expectations. You have to <laughs> understand people can't, compare you to certain things because you, you're not comparing oranges to oranges. You know, you've got to be willing to help people reset expectations about who you are as a leader, having more of a contextual understanding of where they are and letting them know that you are called to be who you are. You can't compare me to that. It's like trying to compare the college bookstore to Google person goes to visit Amazon headquarters and comes back with all these great ideas. Like we can do it like that. You're dealing with billions of dollars versus hundreds of thousands. I mean, seriously, you've got to, 
It's okay to glean, and, but you can't come and just, you know, drop something into a space that doesn't have the capacity to do it financially. And this is why you have to reset expectations to help people understand what's reasonable, what's realistic. And, and people of God, listen, if you're going to get past this comparison game, you have got to help people accept you for who you are. Reset your expectations. Let them know. Let people you lead know. You're going to be you. You're going to be who God has called you to be. You're going to chase your assignment. And we're going to watch God do the rest. So we're going to stay in our lane, right? <laughs> we're going to keep doing what we're called to do. We're going to, we're going to work through our insecurities. We're going, to, we're going to be honest about those areas that we're struggling, our identity, stuff that happened to us. And, you know, we're going to not let other people make us jealous and envious because they're successful and we're trying to get there. We're going to embrace our uniqueness and know that we have value, that we are somebody. We're uniquely made for something great. God has fearfully, wonderfully made us. Then we're going to believe in this assignment. Nobody else on the planet believes in it. We're going to stand on it and believe in it because we know it's something significant we're supposed to be doing. And we're going to constantly check our motive every single day. We're going to check our heart and keep our hearts pure. Keep, our, keep everything pure around us because we know like never before how this can get away from you. And then we're going to value patience. We're going to take our time Trust the process and say, God, at your pace, let this door open. Let this deal get done. Let this thing manifest, not in my time, but in your time, because you have greater awareness when it needs to occur. And we're going to reset expectations of others. I'm not going to allow people to levy expectations they have on other people to put them on me. I'm going to help them understand. This is a unique space, and I'm going to lead as God leads me to lead. Hope this helped you. I hope you will get beyond this comparison game. I hope you will declare today, I refuse to play it. I refuse to live my life looking at what everybody else is doing and not investing into what I am supposed to do to the fulfillment of my vision in the earth. You are a very amazing person. You are listening to this, and you need to understand something. All the gifts and all the graces that have been placed inside of you will never come to fruition until you focus on pushing those things out rather than watching what others are doing. Let your focus be right. Let your faithfulness be right, and your fruit will be right. I want to thank you so much for listening today. I hope this has helped you. Why don't you let me know if you were helped today? Follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. Not only that, but I want you to go to my website, josephwalker3.org. You can order any of my books. Get my latest book at Amazon. It's called Leadership and Loneliness. It's a book that will change your life, help you navigate this space. I appreciate you. And I thank you so much. Don't forget to share this podcast. And I want you to go after what God has for you and refuse to play the comparison game. This has been Next Level Leader Podcast. Until next time, you be blessed. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever 
podcast or download it. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Joseph Walker 3. I look forward to connecting 